What's up, guys? We're the PR Girls, and this is our podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome to an all-bombshells-themed episode of the PR Girls podcast. It's myself and Morgan today. Miss Morgan is in Connecticut, so she is on the phone. Uh, Jess is going to join us a little bit later. She's talking to a couple of the bombshells. I had the pleasure of catching up with Hillary Harrelson, who is the director of development for the Ellie Fund. So I think this is going to be a really kind of girl power-ish episode to kind of wind down the summer. How is the weather in Connecticut, Morgan? It's actually really nice. Just stopped raining and now the sun's out and it's like 90 degrees. That's not bad. This is your first bombshells against breast cancer. Are you excited? I am so excited. It's probably one of the better events um, that we do a year. And I realized when we all started getting kind of excited about it, I don't even know if we ever truly filled you in on what it is. So I'm excited to kind of chat with you about it because I think at the end of it all, it is going to definitely be one of your faves. Yeah, I can definitely feel that. And since it is such an important event, not just for us, but for what we're doing and what the Ellie Fund does. Um, can you tell me and the listeners what Bombshells really is? Yeah, so, you know, a few years ago, and I guess I didn't realize it, but we were talking about the other day, I guess it's been six now, which is just crazy. Uh, six years ago, when I first started kind of working with the Briar Group, um, and for those who don't know who the Briar Group is, they run... 14 bars and restaurants across the city. They are Ned Devine's Harp. Um, and then one of them is MJ O'Connor's up in the seaport, which is the host. We were trying to think of kind of fun um, events and we wanted to find a way to tie in, you know, a local charity or a local organization that doesn't get a ton of fundraising dollars here and there, um, you know, is small, but but could use the support. But we started throwing ideas around and, you know, I, I can't remember exactly how it came up, but I had said, you know, I always wanted to do this kind of like bombshells against breast cancer. And in a way, it just kind of clicked. The first year that we did it, it was the bombshells of um, Boston media. So it was like a lot of sports reporters, things like that. There was only a few of us. Um, And basically what it was, it was just you know, media members that I knew that I reached out to and said, hey, listen, why don't we all get together for a cocktail? We'll bring some of our friends and we'll see if we can raise a couple of bucks for the Ellie Fund because the Ellie Fund, you know, they take smaller size donations because it goes directly kind of the, to the to the people that are affected versus having some, you know, large fundraising minimum. So, you know, we wanted to do something where it was small, but, you know, intimate that still raised money. And so the first year was, you know, smaller, but then as word got out and more and more women started hearing it, you know, more and more wanted to be bombshell. So we've kind of now to date have opened it up to, it's really any influential woman 
uh, in Boston that supports other women and, you know, wants to get the word out about, you know, breast cancer as well as supporting anybody that's currently undergoing breast cancer treatment. So we've kind of opened it up a little bit more. And that's really all it is. I mean, it's really just a group of girls who have now kind of formed a friendship, getting together and bringing their friends. So it's friends of friends. And we all get together once a year and we have drinks on a patio. And, you know, we do whatever we can to raise a few bucks for the Ellie Fund and help, you know, a few women out. It's not exclusive in any way. Like there's no selection process. I mean, really, it's just today. It's just been me reaching out to people I know. It's getting bigger and bigger in the sense that people are then reaching out to people they know. So there's no like selection process for the bombshells. I don't know if if, I didn't want to make it seem like we were the mean girls or anything like that. No, definitely not. We're definitely doing good here and we want as many people involved as yeah possible that's how it started it really is just like you know a casual night like you know when you get older you you know get busy lives get hectic um we we at least know that once a year we'll all be able to get together and kind of pull together to support you know hundreds and hundreds of women and families and men and families even that that use ellie fund services so it's just a big it's just a big sea of pink uh, and smiles And as you said, it's become a big deal with those influential Boston women who a lot of them are younger, like in their 20s, maybe early 30s. Why do you think that it's become such a big deal for young women, whereas in years past and so on, young women haven't been affected by breast cancer as much as older women. So why are the young women caring so much? Well, you know, it's funny that you ask that because I was talking to to Hillary at at the Ellie Fund about it. And I think definitely my age group, which I'm not going to reveal, um, for us, you know, we're in that, we're in that kind of demographic where breast cancer is, could be a reality for us. You know, we always are hearing about getting our mammograms and checking our boobs. Whereas I don't think, you know, your kind of younger generation really needs to start thinking about it. But what I do think um, is awesome about you, you know, you and all the younger girls that do it is I think that you guys are such forward thinkers and you're just so active in the community that I think it, it doesn't matter whether or not you're affected. I think the the demographic of women in their 20s and 30s are definitely more um, women supportive than a lot of the other kind of groups around. So I think the younger girls get together because they say, you know what, we need to start thinking about it now. And I think they just want to get involved and be there um, to show that they support this and that they stand by people going through it, even if it's not necessarily a reality. But at the same time, the way that I think that that society has changed is that breast cancer is so prevalent that I think it affects everybody. You know, even if it's not something that you guys have to think about, I'm sure everybody knows an aunt or a friend or their mom or their dad. You know, this is the first year we have, you know, a male bombshell. I think you guys are so in tuned to the effect that it can have on women and families or men and families that 
I think it doesn't matter whether or not it's something that directly affects you. It affects everybody. And, you know, I, I do commend kind of your generation for doing it. You guys are definitely, you know, they're always kind of the first ones to say yes. And they're always there. And, you know, I just think it says a lot about the younger generation of girls. You know, we I come from a time when even though I'm not really like this, you know, a lot of times girls were snooty to one another and they were exclusive. And I think your generation is far more supportive of each other than some of the older generations ever were. Definitely. A lot of women supporting women in our world. They are. And I think that's good. You know, I see it a lot in you and I see it a lot in Jess and, and, and Andrea and Ainsley. Like our team alone is a really good example of that because I don't even know if you've met Andrea in person. And yet what I've noticed is is if one of you has an accomplishment or a birthday even or something like that, even though you guys maybe weren't friends before, you all are sitting there congratulating each other, supporting each other. So I think, you know, that even starts with us and then it trickles out. So I just think it's something really, really admirable in you guys for sure. Definitely. Definitely. Actually, Morgan, you're you're as supportive of other women as possible. Why why do you think that a I younger think, demographic wants to be involved in this? Yeah, I think. Well, especially in school right now, the position that I've come, I've tried to become a leader. So it's well because you're the first female president of the Suffolk University uh, Government Association in six years. I think we should lead in with that. But continue <laughs> your sentence. Go ahead. Yeah, but so because of that. I've been so lucky to have a lot of people support me, which has helped me get to where I am. Yeah. Um, but I've also had a lot of people try to take me down. Right. And I've learned that those people aren't gaining nothing, are gaining nothing whether I succeed or if I don't. It doesn't affect them at all, really. Um, so I've kind of seen that, you know, why are you being so awful to me or to someone else when it's not going to in turn affect you. Right. But being kind and helpful and supportive of someone else doesn't take anything away from you and it just betters them and then in turn the world around us. And yeah. I think that that's a big lesson that a lot of people could stand to learn. I think so too. And I think, uh, I, I definitely think that that's one of the reasons that we do get all these young girls. I think Bombshells is a great opportunity for if girls there was a stigma before that girls didn't like girls you know right and, and that you know that's coming from me who is definitely a, you know a guy's girl I've always had guy friends and so what I also like about it and what I like about you is how welcoming you are to other girls so if there's a girl that's like new in town and doesn't know anybody or wants to get involved the bombshells are so welcoming, you know, and I think right. the younger generation is so welcoming, whereas before, you know, we were very much like no new friends. And I think your generation, you're the 20s and 30 year olds, you guys are like, no, we have plenty of room for plenty of friends and we're all in this together. Right. Definitely. And I think something about the bombshells, too, is that you don't have to be a huge A-list celebrity to give back. Right. Um, and that's something that a lot of us are learning too is that by giving $25 or an hour of your time can make a world of difference to someone who really needs it. Yeah, you know, especially the you know, the mission of the Alley Fund is to just make life a little bit easier and I think, you know, it's just a it's a nice way to make life a little bit 
easier, you know, and again, it's not a huge financial commitment. So if you're not some celebrity or some CEO, you're like you said, your time, your presence, your voice, those things are just as I don't want to say fruitful. I can't think of the right word, but those are just as important to the Ellie Fund as donations are. So, yeah. Okay. Um, so building off of that, you know, we've worked with a lot of other charities and you have throughout your entire career. Why do you think that Bombshells has been able to stay so successful for now six years? Is there anything other than what we've already talked about or is it just that people really care and they find the importance of it? I think, you know, there's a lot of reasons. I think... I think one of the biggest reasons, again, and I think it's that I think it's that feeling of all of us coming together. And I do think that there's a part of us that, you know, like I said, life gets busy, but we all know that every August we're all going to get together and we're going to do something good versus like, oh, let's meet up on a Monday for a cocktail or let's meet up on Tuesday. Like we have this on our calendar that every year and it's friends and friends too. I mean, it's almost like everybody on their calendar has this once a year, we're all going to get together and we're going to do something good. And I think that has made it a success. But I also think again, with every new person that kind of joins the event, they bring a new voice, a new life, a new passion for it, um, which just helps spread the word. I know you're probably going to get sick of this because I used to say it in class all the time, but like <laughs> it's the very much like you tell two friends and then you tell two friends and yeah. then you tell two friends. So the more people that have kind of joined our little movement, the more they've told other people and spread the word, which has made more and more people want to do it. And, I, you know, I also think, sadly... I do think everybody in some way is is touched by breast cancer, whether it's they know somebody going through it, you know, or they they, they have a direct relationship to it. I do think that there are more and more people that are that are affected by it and want to help with it. Yeah. Absolutely. Why do you want to do it? Like, why do you look forward to this? Because this is your first one. We do, we do fundraisers all the time. Why are you looking, like, why are you looking forward to this one? I think, well, exactly what you just said. It's, we're doing so good for something um, that really, truly is affecting people. And you can see this effect of the money that the LA Fund is receiving from this. Right. Um, And also getting together with people. There's one to get together with our team because we're not all together every single day um i always look forward to that but also other people you know people in the community like the nesson girls or right um even the briar group girls other people like that that i've met briefly through other events or things like that to get to all be together again is something that is just so much fun and we're doing it for a good reason right yeah, no, I definitely, and, and, you know, I think that's, I think at the root of, of the entire event, minus all the, you know, all of that, I think that is what it is. It's just girls like to get together and do good. So Without- I guess my last question for you is, where do you think you see bombshells going in the future? Is this something we're going to do forever? Is it going to grow into something more? I, you know, I, I really hope so. And what I hope you take out of it, you know, other than the, the super fun night that it is and all the people that you're going to meet is really inspiring. Um, you know, more and more survivors come every year. 
So where it was first just a bunch of us, you know, who got together, you're seeing now more people in the crowd that said, oh, I just finished breast cancer treatment or I'm here because I had Ellie Fund help me out when I was going through it and now I want to give back. Um, so I definitely think it's going to keep growing because it, it hasn't, it's just so inspiring every year. You know, what I do think is going to happen, what I would like to see happen, um, and a lot of it does kind of like lay on my shoulders is, you know, I this is the first year we have a male bombshell. And I don't think a lot of people think about breast cancer as like a male disease. So I think, I think, I don't know if we'll ever change the name. I don't know mm-hmm. if men will be offended um, by bombshells. I also don't know if women are offended by bombshells. You know, I've made it, you know, I like, it's, don't get me wrong. All of my friends are beautiful. Everybody, every all of, everybody in my life is beautiful. But I don't want people to think of the negative connotation of bombshells. So I hope that at some point we can kind of shed a little light on that, that it's one, all-inclusive, meaning we're not just helping, it's not women just helping women at this point. It's it's women helping men and families. It's women helping women and families. It's, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's grown into a, a bigger community. I think I'd love to have you know, some it evolve at some point um, to have more male bombshells. I mean, I try to every year pay note of how many guys show up. Now, I'm sure, listen, even my husband will tell you because he gets his friends to go and he gets his friends to go because he's like, this is the, if you're a single guy, <laughs> this is the event to go to because it's all awesome, beautiful girls. But that being said, there's guys that just come because they want to support the cause. You know, there's guys who bring their moms. There's guys who come because their wife was a survivor. Um, And I think I'd, you know, I think I'd like to see it evolve to where we're acknowledging kind of that too, that, you know, men don't just support men causes anymore. They show up to support women causes as well. And even though this is eventually, like I said, going to open it up to that, I mean, not just the survivors, but I think it's more... To to have it eventually be seen as a more inclusive all around, you know, acknowledging that more and more men are stepping up to support women causes, family causes and things like that. You know, I'd like to at some point make sure that 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 becomes a bigger part of it than it is, you know, instead of for the last six years, it's kind of always been us girls, us girls, us girls, us girls. And you know, when you look at the pictures, I don't know if you've gone through the albums, the past albums on like Facebook or anything, but a lot of guys come and they don't all come because it's a patio full of pretty girls. Like they come for all the right reasons. Right. So, you know, I would like to see, I would like to see it to the point where we have so many bombshells that we need twice as much space or that it changes in a sense where it's not just bombshells against breast cancer. It's something different, you know. It's mm-hmm. community against breast cancer. But I love the name. I can't, like, I can't let go of the name. I can't. I it's so good. It is such a good name. It is, and I want to change. And no one else has it. Yeah, and I want to change what that perception of the word bombshells means. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. a big thing. I don't want it to everybody to think it means, you know, the Betty Boop type. I, it means strong, independent, supportive 
influential person that has a presence with other people. So, you know, where is it going to go? I hope it gets bigger. I hope we raise even more money. I hope every year we can turn around and say we raised more. Whether it's a ton more or a little more, I just want it to be more. You are, that's a great goal to have. What, and I think let, we can definitely do it. So let me so let me ask you a question. Why do you, are you affected by breast cancer in any way? Like has it affected your life at any point? Um, actually, I've been very lucky, not my immediate family. Yeah. Um, I had a great aunt um, when I was really little, and that's the closest it's come to my family, and I'm knocking on wood as we speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have had friends. I have a friend um, who has spent the entire summer living up in Boston, um, actually very close to where I'm living because her mom's at Beth Israel. Oh, um, she is. Oh. So you have a friend who's directly affected. Yeah. Yep. So it, it hits all of us. Um because you see other people, even if it's not you, you see what other people go through. Right. Is your mom, is your friend coming? Um, I don't think she goes to UConn, so she's already back at school now. Oh, she is? Yeah. Oh, I so. Is Is breast cancer something, I mean, you're 21. I know this because we went out for your 21st birthday, but <laughs> is it something that you, your generation, your age group, you personally, is it something that you think about? Or um, not yet? I think, I don't think every day. I think it comes across. Um, I think we've all kind of, you know, you see it happen, you're like, oh my God, like if that were to happen to me, yeah. some of us say, I don't know what I'd do. Others are going to be going to say that they're going to do that. But until it does happen, you don't know how you're going to react or how to handle it. So right. I think that just knowing that we can help those that are going through it. Right. Is most important right now. I hope, you know, another thing I hope ends up happening is I hope, you know, I'm going to be 100% honest. Like, do I get mammograms? No, I don't. And I, one of my goals with you girls, and when I say you girls, I mean you, Jess, Carolina, Andrea, Ainsley, and I know Brenda feels the same way, is, you know, we also hope as do the older bombshells and old I'm let me I want to make sure older doesn't mean old all right there are my friends that are coming they're my age like we're not old but I do you're not old we're not at all but we do all I think share in the same kind of mentality where it's like we don't want you guys to be like us like we want you to be better like I want you girls to be better about being on top of those things than I am than I was so you know I I'm glad that you don't necessarily think about it now it's probably not but I do think that by you being involved in this stuff it might make you think about it at the right time versus the rest of us that like put it off put it off put it off put it off you know what I mean right definitely so I definitely hope you know I hope that's a part of it did you get that's what you'll find too for some reason and I think that has a lot to do with it is like again at this point, we've all become friends with our friends' friends because at the same year, you know, the friends bring their friends and you're like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen you since last bombshell. So it becomes this kind of like really warm and inviting place. So the drinks flow. They really do. Like we joke about it, but I think it's just because everybody's feeling good. Um, there's always good food. You know what I mean? Like I'm, we've had everything from like cotton candy to like 
top shelf cookies we all we're always like you'll see like empty bags of top shelf cookies because people are just popping like the top shelf cookies in there's always like and it's just kind of one of those like events where it ends and you're like oh no it's can't be over yet so they you know you stay longer so right yeah so i hope i hope you have so much fun this year that next year like you're hell-bent on bringing like your mom or like maybe your friend or your friend's mom i think you know jess brought her mom last year i think the first year carolina brought one of her friends it's really kind of one of those events so i hope you know i know it's your first one you're probably like a little nervous but i think by the end of it you'll be pretty psyched yeah well definitely I'm so excited. Good. That's good. Do you, do you have any pink lipstick? I have like 75 of them too. I definitely do have pink lipstick. Okay. It'll be fun. So I got to Yeah, it's got to match the dress though, like the shade. I can't yeah. I can't pick my lipstick before the dress yet, so we'll figure that out. See, I always work backwards. Exactly. Um with us today we have Hillary Harrelson is the um, director of development for the Alley Fund. I'm so glad that we got a chance to catch up. I feel like we've been doing bombshells now for the sixth. It's the sixth one. We've it's been doing it for believe. them. That's so crazy. That's such like I I when I when I first came up with the idea, I never thought it would go six years. To be honest, and I didn't think it would get you know the the kind of following that it does. But it seems like every year, all these girls you know kind of line up to help, which you know is is awesome. It really is. Um, I'm you know. I'm super happy about that. So, you know, just to give everybody that's listening kind of a, a, a background, um, we started with the Briar Group and we were sitting around one day and kind of talking about, you know, something fun that we wanted to do to give back. And um, we came up with this idea, Bombshells Against Breast Cancer, and somebody had, had introduced me to the Alley Fund and I did a little bit of research and I just kind of fell in love with your organization and everything that it stands for. But why don't you tell us a little bit about the Alley Fund, you know, what you guys are on a mission to do, what's your goal, all that kind of fun stuff. Sure. Um, so the Alley Fund's mission is to provide essential support services for breast cancer patients and their uh, families to help ease the stresses of everyday life so that the focus can really be on family recovery and healing. The organization was founded um, in 1995 by brothers Jeff and Ellie Popkin in honor of their mother, um, Ellie Rose Popkin, in honor of her and her courageous fight against breast cancer and the giving spirit for which she was known. So what the Ellie Fund does, we have two programs now. Um, our Healing Together Patient and Family Care Program began in 2005, and we this program provides support services, including nutritional and grocery assistance, prepared meals, transportation to medical appointments, light housekeeping, and child care reimbursement for up to three months in duration. And recently, which is we're pretty excited about in January, we launched our metastatic breast cancer support program that provides the same essential support services as well as integrative therapies, including massage therapy and acupuncture for patients with a metastatic diagnosis um, for six months in duration. So we found after speaking with the metastatic patients that we were serving and oncology professionals with whom we partnered that 
patients with a metastatic diagnosis have unique needs, um, and it's long-term support and quality of life. So we created the new program in an attempt to address those needs, um, and so far it has it has been great. We've received incredible feedback, um, but the kind of bottom line for both of our programs is uh, going through breast cancer treatment is difficult enough. You shouldn't have to worry about getting a meal on the table or how you're going to afford groceries when you need a, right. have a you have a copay or need to buy much needed medication. So we're trying to take all of those extra stressors. It can be difficult enough for a person not going through cancer on a day-to-day basis and then you add treatment to that and it's um, exasperated. So yeah. if we can take those aside and allow the patient to just focus on their own recovery and spending time with their family, um, we're happy with that. So you guys are definitely more of a hands-on organization, whereas a lot of the bigger ones in you know in Boston, like which are all great, but they really put a lot of their funds to research, finding a cure, and you guys are really focused on just making it easier for them while they're doing that, while they're going through their treatments or while, you know, while they're getting tested or, and all those things. Exactly. We're, I mean, we're part of an amazing um, community in Boston and we have the best medical facilities in the world and some of the greatest nonprofits whose efforts are um, focused on research and finding a cure and, they're doing an absolutely incredible job. And what we're trying to do is just help the patients um, that are going through through it right now. Right. Totally. Under- and that's, you know, it, it's amazing. If, if, if all of those things work together and we can make life a little bit easier while, you know, those those bigger scientific organizations find a cure, you know, every day it just gets, every day is going to get a little bit better in the fight against cancer. So how... How does a, a person, and it's not just women, I think that's like a big misconception. We actually have a bombshell mm-hmm. this year. I don't know if I told you that. We have a man, bombshell, who is a two-time breast cancer survivor. So it's not just women, but how, you know, if how does somebody get involved with the Ellie Fund in terms of, you know, I just got diagnosed, I'm going through my chemo, I need a little bit of help. How are we, you know, connecting people to you guys? Sure. Um so patients um, can definitely reach out to the LA Fund. My colleague, Anne, is our patient services manager. Um, but we also partner with all, uh, probably over 50 uh, medical facilities and treatment centers across the state. And we work with an oncology professional who will complete the application for services with the patient. Um, so they're referred to us from an oncology professional, and that way we just have a better understanding of an individual's diagnosis, their needs, if he or she is receiving assistance from another program so we are not duplicating efforts, and we can, you know, if they're getting meals from a community program, we can provide them with grocery store gift cards instead. Um, So I think it, it allows us to be part of a comprehensive care team with the medical professionals that they're currently working with. Um, Patients aren't always uh, matched 
or directed to either a resource specialist, patient navigator, or nurse practitioner where they're receiving treatment. So at times we can connect you to that person. Um, we know who those people are at all the different medical facilities across the state. So it can make that connection for you, but all of the hospitals are very well aware of who we are and what we can do. That's great because I'm sure, you know, forging those relationships with the hospitals must be great too, because, you know, I keep using Dana-Farber and it's because today's the EEI telethon, but, you know, if you've got backing by those organizations, it can only help you guys kind of get bigger, help more people. Um, it helps to spread the word, right? Because I assume, you know, it's harder for a smaller organization because you guys are still small in the in the grand scheme of, you know, all the other kind of cancer fighters out there. But so it must it must be very beneficial to have some of these guys kind of throw their backing behind you, support you guys, and kind of help get the word out for you. Absolutely. And I think most importantly, it um, kind of confirms and emphasizes the necessity of our programs right. and its effectiveness. If we have people at these incredible hospitals like Dana-Farber that are referring patients to us, it's because what we're doing is needed and we're doing a good job at it. That's great. And, you know, I'm sure you, not that you guys are going to, you know, kind of fighting for donor dollars, but how, how do you guys primarily get funded? Are you funded just on donations alone? Are you guys out there trying to get grants? Like, it, it, there's so many people out there that you help. How do you guys get the means? Are they donated gift cards? You know, what's the process? So it's a little bit of everything. We host three major fundraising events each year. Both our Red Carpet Gala and our Five for Ellie events are hosted in partnership with WCVB Channel 5. And we also have our Real Golfers Wear Pink Charity Golf Tournament. Um, so that brings in a large chunk of our funds each year. Mm -hmm. um, and through those events, we have companies that are sponsors. We sell event tickets, host auctions and raffles, um, and fund a need. Then we are also obviously very fortunate to have the support of companies like the Breyer Group and MJ O'Connors, who will host events on our behalf. Um, we're a very small staff of just four full-time and two part-time wow. employees. So when we have a company um, like the Breyer Group and yourself who are willing to do some of the legwork we, that we just don't have the capacity to do and raise funds for us, it's incredible. Um, we also receive individual donations throughout the year, as well as contributions from foundations and corporations, whether it be through an annual partnership or a grant. I thought, 95. Oh my gosh, I'm that's right. That <laughs> that's the year after I graduated from high school and I wanted to truly believe that it was only 20 years, but you're <laughs> right. It's almost 25 years. Oh my goodness. Have you... Have you noticed that your kind of pool of people that want to help are is getting is getting bigger? Are you finding that, you know, I'm sure in the earlier days, especially with only six people, you know, are you finding that more and more people are willing that they're trying to get involved, even if it's from a volunteer? Do you guys take volunteers too? Is that are you a volunteer organization or? Yep. So the only service though that we provide that uses volunteers is our meal delivery program. So um, companies will either do it as a group or we have individual volunteers that will pick up 
the meal kits from the LA Fund and deliver them to patients. Otherwise, um, our volunteer opportunities can include anything from just helping around the office if it's sending out uh, invitations for upcoming events or something as mundane as, you know, filing old patient files um, and that sort of thing to on-site event work or help leading up to the events. Um, What I think is is so great about the LA Fund and is obviously illustrated in the Bombshells event is the sense of community that that we have um, that, I mean, the list of Bombshells grows year after year. And we obviously have those loyal participants who are there year after year. This is their favorite event. Um, But similarly to how the Bombshells event has grown, so has the LA Fund. And I think it's uh, because it, we often get feedback that it feels like a family. Right. Um, you obviously, monetary donations are extremely appreciated, but even just spreading the word about what we're doing, going um, where you get your haircut at the same salon, seeing if they'd be interested in donating a gift certificate or mentioning the LA Fund's Do Good campaign for October participation. Um, there are a number of ways that individuals can help and contribute to what we're doing. Uh, and it's not just writing a check. Right, right. You know, what I like about the Bombshells event, and, and obviously I know about your other events too, because you guys you guys have some some big some big names that have showed up for Ellie. I mean Tom Brady every year does he does your uh your your runway show. He went he did not come last year, but he was there three years the three years prior to that. And you've got all the news people. I mean, you guys have really, in the last 25 years, made quite a name for yourself. And I don't know if that was ever, you know, if they ever saw or thought that it was going to get that big. But, no, the word has definitely, you know, gotten out. So I like, you know, in the sense that, you you know, the ways to help aren't always just money or gift cards. Sometimes even just spreading the word can hit the right person Mm -hmm. to put their support behind it. Absolutely. Um, especially as you know, with social media being so big now, it's sharing posts, getting a like, um, cause you never know who's going to then be able to support us or who you might reach that needs support from us. Right. Right. And with bombshells, you know, one of the things that surprises me every year is, you know, the younger women, you know, women my age, I don't want to tell you how old I am, but you know, women my age, you know, we do think about about the the possibility of breast cancer because at a certain age you start to get mammograms and you start to hear other women your age but you know to to see the younger girls you know in their 20s 20 21 22 23 kind of start to get involved in it at an early age before it's even probably part of their lives you know i think you know says a lot about the work that your team is doing that it's you know, it's not something that the younger generation is saying, well, it's not going to affect me till I'm 30, 35, 40. You know, I mm-hmm. want to get involved now because the possibility that down the road this could be something I'm faced with. Are you, you know, have you noticed that kind of a little bit more that, you know, younger generations are getting involved with Ellie just as much as kind of, um, you know, old timers like me are? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Um I know, so I got um, involved with the LA Fund uh, soon after I graduated from college, and 
what resonated with me and I anticipate um, might be the case for some of our younger supporters is that the LA Fund helps the entire family um, and not just the individual. Uh, I have four sisters, so totally get when, you know, what something happened, even if my mom had a cold, it was as if the whole family routine was interrupted. So obviously on a much more severe basis, if a woman or a man is diagnosed with breast cancer, it impacts her children, their spouse, their other family members, and our services are designed to address that. Um, so I think whether you have a personal connection to breast cancer, um, most people can understand the impact of a disease or sickness on an entire family right? Um, and understand the importance of family and that support system. Um, so I think that might be the case. We're also very fortunate, again, in Boston, I think it's just part of the culture that it's popular and cool to give back, uh, which is incredible. Yeah, no, it definitely is. I say that every year when, you know, when I get up to address everybody at Bombshells, you know, it's never, I I never have to fight to get people there, you know, and it's getting to the point Mm -hmm. now where I think you on the Ellie Fund side have done such an amazing job and people recognize the job that you've done that they want to be involved without even needing to be asked. Um, which makes, you know, which makes the event, Bombshells at least every year, just a little bit kind of easier. It gets bigger and bigger, bigger mm-hmm. every year and, and without effort. You know, for us, it's kind of effortless. It's people are kind of knocking down my door, you know, right when they see me start talking about it to get involved. And I think that says a lot about the work that you guys have done and the name that you guys have built for yourself while being small. What you said, there's six people total, four full-time, two part-time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I mean, that, that says a lot, you know, to have such a big presence with, with so many little resources to kind of put behind the marketing side of it. Um, how many, and you may not know, even if it's a rough number, how many people do you think in the last close to 25 years have benefited from LE services? Since we began tracking um, in our database in September of 2012, we've provided um, over $2.4 million in grants to about 3,000 patients. Wow. Um, Every year we're growing. So last year it was um, a little bit under, I think it was 777 patients actually that received support services from us. And this year we're projecting um, over 800. Wow. Wow. So just... Just by spreading the word, just by getting involved, buying gas cards, making a small donation, 800 people are able to have an easier day during treatment because of you guys. That's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. Are you are you finding like that there's a, a, a loyalty kind of where if a woman or a man, you know, uses LA services then they go into remission or, you know, they they are, are better a couple of years later. Are they giving back to the organization and staying involved? Yes, we have several patients um, that we not only stay in touch with, but are volunteers or donors and come to events. A couple of them are always at the Bombshells event. Um, 
we have one woman who makes a monthly $20 donation oh. and has for the past year just to give something back, um, which, again, is such an amazing testament to what we do and its importance and its impact. It's it's it, you've proven that the that Ellie is a community and not just an organization. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a it's a it's a community of people and you know I am every year it's so excited and honored to be able to do even a small part. So I can only imagine that you know I'm one of of many that feel that way. Um, so quick question: So if if an individual wants to get involved, whether it's to volunteer or to make a donation, or a company wants to get involved. Are there kind of two different programs for that? Um, There are different opportunities, um, but I would suggest they visit our website at lefund.org, and you can sign up to volunteer, make a donation, or learn about upcoming events. But I am also happy to discuss fundraising ideas and other opportunities as we do have some different ones for companies that have some promotional benefits associated with them or can be more uniquely tailored to get employee or staff engagement. Um, And my email address is hillary at lefund.org. So if you're an individual that wants to get involved, go to the website. If you're a company or you represent a company or a brand that in some way wants to partner to help the LA Fund. Well, so it's been awesome talking to you. I don't want to take up too much of your time because you've got so many people to help. I'm so happy that I get to see you every year at this event. I wish we could you know, connect more and, and help each other out more, but... I look forward to this every year, and it's not just because I like pink. Um, I truly, I love everybody that's involved with the organization, and I can't wait to see you on the 29th. I can't wait to give you a big hug, and I can't wait to tell even more people all the wonderful thing you guys are doing at the LA Fund. Thank you so much, Kim. We're so excited and so appreciative of all of your continued support. Hi, everyone. It's Jess, and I'm here with one of our bombshells, Julia Scaparotti. Hi, Julia. Hey. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you for joining us. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I am great. So excited for bombshells tomorrow. For everyone listening who might not know you, which would be shocking at this point because you do (laughs) so much, (laughs) Julia was Miss Massachusetts. She's been a Patriots cheerleader and has continued to work with the Patriots cheerleaders. And the list goes on. And now you work with AMP. How's that going? I do. I love it. Uh, actually, you know, my first job out of college was the front desk at when it was CBS Radio. Now it's owned by Entercom. Um, but I've known so many people in the radio industry. Um, and it was kind of the best of both worlds where I knew JD and he's been hosting the night show on AMP for a long time. Mm-hmm. And where radio has grown so much, like in the social media presence and the video aspect of it um and my kind of my background working with dirty water i you know had this great opportunity in front
fun of me and we're having a great time. It's a lot of fun. So tune in from 7 to 10 on 103.3 Amp Radio and you'll hear me. Oh, we'll be sure to tune in. That sounds so fun. You've kind of come full circle then. <laughs> I have. Yeah, it's kind of satisfactory in a way. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> so recording this probably feels like second nature. <laughs> you do this all yeah. the time. <laughs> yeah, so I'm used to it actually being live, so. <laughs> it's a little different. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's so fun. We love AMP. We love all our radio people. Mm-hmm. And we have a few of them that are bombshells again this year. We have you. We have Kennedy, I think, again. We have so many bombshells this year. It's insane. It's awesome. You guys keep growing. I know. And we always have such new, exciting people, too. So speaking of bombshells, what is your favorite part about being a bombshell? It's such a fun event. It is such a fun event. I love being a bombshell because I feel like it's a great opportunity to, of course, raise money for the Ellie Fund, but it's all these women from Boston who work hard and are boss babes and they all come (laughs) together to support such a wonderful cause and I kind of like that sisterhood because I don't know I think some women like to compete with each other instead of empowering one another and I think this event does the exact opposite of that Um, and that's you know kind of why I love being a bombshell. Yeah you're so right it is such an inspiring room when you're there. So speaking of like the Ellie Fund and obviously raising money for breast cancer, you've worked with Miss Pink too in the past, right? Yeah. So uh, one of my good friends started the Miss Pink organization, which mm-hmm. has a very um, you know similar uh, mission as the Ellie Fund. They raise money for breast cancer survivors in the area, patient. Um, the one thing that Miss Pink organization is known for is the Miss Pink pageant, which Kim has judged for before. And it takes mm-hmm. local uh, women from the New England area that either have breast cancer or are survivors of breast cancer. And it's an opportunity for them to tell their story. Um, and it's almost a celebration of what we like to call, we like to call them pink warriors because they are, they are warriors. So um, I've been volunteering for the Miss Pink organization for years now, um, helping, you know, put on the Miss Pink pageant event but also you know when I was Miss Massachusetts I helped raise money for the Miss Pink pageant holding my own event um I'll have an event upcoming in October to raise money for Miss Pink but um I love that the Ellie Fund and and the Miss Pink pageant both kind of have that same mission if someone was to ask you what is the mission for Miss Pink what what is it So, of course, it is to raise money for breast cancer patients, survivors, and their family in the local area. But I mean, their main mission is to redefine beauty. And when we're in a world where everyone's judged on their outward looks, Miss Pink really celebrates the inside. um, And especially women that, you know, have gone through surgery and have lost their hair or they, you know, had to get a mastectomy. Um, So it kind of strips away what society says is beautiful and really puts, you know, the inward beauty and gives it that the attention that it needs. So when is the Miss Pink pageant every year? So people... Um, So it's in April. I don't know the date off the top of my head, but if you follow um, Miss Pink on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, we're always posting about what events we're doing. Uh, It's 
the Miss Pink Pageant's always at the Danversport Yacht Club in Danvers. They've been a great partner of ours for years. Um, but yeah, I don't know the date off the top of my head, but if you go on misspink.org or follow us on all our social media channels, you'll definitely be able to learn more about the organization. Perfect. So yeah, everyone go follow them and go support the cause. We are all about empowering the women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm all for it. Um, and a little off topic, but I've been dying to ask you since Patriot season is coming up. <laughs> are, are they taking it all the way to the Super Bowl this year? Of course. Except <laughs> I'm very superstitious and I won't say that word. And okay. you won't you won't hear anyone in the building saying it either. We don't we don't say the word because Oh, that's fair. It's that's fair. We always <laughs> line up jerseys in our house, so we're superstitious too. My little brother has like five that just lay on our mantle. <laughs> Yeah, so I won't even say the word, but of course we are. Of course, yeah, the best team. Yeah. And you've been to the Super Bowl when you were a cheerleader, right? I did. I went to a Super Bowl 51, which was amazing because of all the historic, you know, it was the biggest yeah. comeback. I think it was the first Super Bowl that ever went in overtime so it's a crazy crazy year and it was amazing and I got some Super Bowl bling out of it and you know even last year last year I went as a coach and you know unfortunately we lost but the experience was still amazing and it's something that you know as cheerleaders we're lucky because I mean, cheering for the Pats, we're always in the playoffs and we go to the Super Bowl a lot. So um, that's something that, you know, cheerleaders can't really control. So like I always say, like the Miami Dolphins, the Dallas Cowboys, they're great cheerleaders, but they don't get the same exact experience that the you know Patriot cheerleaders have. So we're very lucky. Oh, that's a good point. And then you get to see a different point of view. I mean, you guys are right up there on the field. Oh, so yeah. Cool. yeah. <laughs> I'm always oh, so yeah. jealous. <laughs> I always... I've always said I want to get hit by a football player, but like, I'm sure it would hurt, but it would be like, I'd probably be on like Barstool Sports and like ESPN top, top plays of the day. <laughs> It'd probably be worth it. It might be, you're going to get hurt some way. I guess that's the way to go. <laughs> How hard has it been for you, Julia, to, and I, it, this is, is this your first, no, last season you were a coach and not a cheerleader, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So how hard is it or is it just different or is it just as rewarding for you to be there actually as a cheerleader versus behind the scenes? What's the difference? I, well, obviously the major difference is that I, I don't wear the uniform anymore. Uh, I like to say I'm on the sidelines, but with a clipboard instead of pom-poms. Um, but I, you know, I really do like the aspect of like being in the administrative building and, you know, making the connections with other people in the organization and like going to game day meetings and just seeing how it works. I remember the first game I worked as a cheerleader, I was just amazed at how many people I would see in the tunnels behind Gillette. Like you'll see, you know, security, police officers, football operations. And then you'll see like the people that you don't even think about that are like stalking the chicken fingers in the stands that there's, you know, there's thousands and thousands of people that make these game days happen. Um, And, you know, now being like an assistant coach, I, you know, I, I see more of that. And I guess I'm, you know, I'm more appreciative being on the other side of it too, because now I realize 
how much hard work, you know, Tracy Sermonti, the cheerleader director, has done to shape the program. And, you know, I, I just I see a different side of it and, and how much, you know, thinking about getting new uniforms and creating the poster and creating the calendar and going through auditions and picking a team. And it's just, you know, a different aspect of you know just being a cheerleader I, I see more of the organization um and i'm not i really do like it and people are like oh do you miss being a cheerleader and i and i do but i love being on the other side and and having the experience of being a cheerleader where like if girls ask me a question or if i think they need advice it, you know it feels good to be able to help others my mom was a nurse and she always wanted me to be a nurse but i hate blood but like i've always had that like caring aspect that she has so it's kind of like my outlet of i don't know not giving back but feeling good helping others you two definitely you know and everybody that we've met with miss pink but you know you two have definitely sh- always shared this and for two absolutely drop dead gorgeous girls you share oh, no problem <laughs> any anytime you share this vision the two of you and this definition of what beauty is which is what the miss pink pageant was built on mm-hmm. and it's you know it's it's so inspiring as an as an older I'm not gonna say old but as an older <laughs> person <are> not old. <laughs> to see younger people kind of building each other up that's like a big part of what I love about bombshells and the younger people that are getting involved you know I'm a crotchety old hag, and we <laughs> believe we were brought up to crush other women so that you could get farther. And your generation, Jess, you, Ashley, Morgan, you guys have this other way of all girls are beautiful, and we're going to do our part to make sure all girls feel beautiful and, and you know, then go on and make other girls feel beautiful. Is that a pageant thing or a cheerleader thing or a Miss Pink thing or is that just kind of what your generation stands for? You know what? I think we're very lucky. I've been very lucky and the friends that I've been surrounded by have always been supportive. Um, and you know, I'm not sure if it's a cheerleading thing or a pageant thing. Um, you know, I kind of do want to say it's just the way I was raised. Right. Uh, and just, you know, everyone's treated equal. And I think kind of things that, you know, Ashley grew up with dealing with and, you know, you hit, I think, you know what it is? is I'll be honest I think it's like the stereotypes that you get right like everyone's stereotype for a cheerleader or pageant girl is that they only care about what they look like and they're they're self-centered and I think I think that's like the total opposite of what we are and it's almost like sometimes like you almost want to go out of your way to prove people wrong and it's like this is not you know who I am like yes I do love fashion I do love the beauty industry but like there's nothing wrong with that Uh, because we all are feminists we're just you know might have a different definition of what you know a woman should be or could be and I think that's like a huge discussion that's happening you know right now with the me too movement and everything else that's going on um yeah recently in the news jess you're you're also very supportive of other girls you're you're you've always been that you're girl's girl why (laughs) why do you think that your generation is so much better at it than mine 
Do you think that we? That's a good question. Yeah. Do you think you passed it on, or do you think that you saw what other generations did wrong, or is it just that you guys are a more open, kinder, less superficial kind of age demographic? Well, I don't know. I I wonder if it's a combination of social media letting us spread like positivity, but also that we've seen what negativity on social media can do. So then yeah. we need to go like the extra step. Yeah. yeah and I think it's just like everyone, like it, we're just in an accept, our generation just more accepting of others. It's not just mm-hmm. like women, right? It's like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, gay people can get married now. And, you know, I went to school with people of different races and different religions. And, you know, when I think about my parents and how they grew up, it's not, you know, Boston wasn't the same it was, you know, 50 years ago. Right. So I I think it's just we're accepting of, of others. And then it's like, I think it's finally realizing, like, tearing other people down doesn't make you any better. It definitely helps having... I think, like you were saying, all, a lot of the cheerleaders you work with are so positive and accepting. And having people like that in the public eye, I'm sure, sets such an example. Because I've met a few of the other cheerleaders, and they've all been phenomenal. And they're always so nice and sweet. And those are some of the people that, you know, kids at the games, you know, want to meet and look up to. And right. I'm sure that helps. Right. Yeah, no. And, and you know, people will ask, will be like, what's the drama? Like, who, you know. <laughs> Who's the the B word on the team? And we can we can swear on our podcast, Julia. You can say bitch. No one's gonna get mad at you. Bitch. Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm not allowed to say bitch on the radio. No. Well, we're not on the radio. Holding back. Um, Yeah, I I think it's. I think you're absolutely right. I think it's. We're not. We're not that. And and we appreciate that you guys can see that and that the public sees that too. Um, but yeah, I think with the bombshell event, like even like the women reporters that go and, um, everyone is just awesome and we're all supportive. And, you know, I, I doubt you'll see that across, you know, the whole United States. I bet it's just like Mm. a local Boston thing, (laughs) which is, you know, I'll tell you, which is very nice to see. Like I said, you know, I'm the generation before you guys. So it's super nice to see that you guys are taking a different route. That being said, you know, I love that Bombshells has become this supportive community group of, you know, girls, guys, whatever. We all get together once a year. We all help somebody out. But, you know, it always does come down when we use the word bombshells, the connotation of, well, they have to be this, like, stunningly beautiful. You know, my husband makes a joke that, you know, any single guy that doesn't go to bombshells is crazy because it's a patio full of, like, pretty girls. But, you know, (laughs) when you mentioned the Miss Pink pageant and you mentioned about, you know, feeling beautiful despite all of these things, I feel like I'd like to ask both of you, like, so... You t- tell me how you define bombshell. So, Julia, what do you what do you think the traits of a bombshell are? I think the traits of a bombshell is someone that's kind, that thinks of others, but I think that she also has a confidence about herself, and she uses her voice to spread, you know, positive light for others and wants to make other people happy and she, she it's almost like that x factor too right it's like a bombshell has that x factor where she does make an impact on the people that are around her 
So, yeah. Jess, this is your third bombshell. You've seen who comes. You've seen how it's grown. You've seen some of the women that have come together. From Has that changed your viewpoint on what a bombshell is, and how would you define it? Yeah, I mean, I guess it's funny because growing up, I think if I heard the word bombshell, I would have had that original, like, drop-dead gorgeous, like, model definition. I I don't know where I heard that to think that. That's probably what I would have thought. But now, yeah, I think it definitely is more strong women who accept others and are confident. And yeah, definitely kind. I think that's most important because every time I've been at bombshells, I could go up to any random group of women who are talking and they would be like, you know, hey, you want to come join our conversation? Or you want to... drink and just all sisterhood and accepting each other and it's it's great it's one of my favorite events of the year 